views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This show's audio was via a Skype call. ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. We are live. <laughs> Hold on. We cannot be live yet. I have to record. Now we can be live. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and uh, I'm really happy about today's shows because I have a very special guest, which uh, I believe is a perfect timing to have her today on the show. Because the show is about, in general, empowerment and how to get out of the stress mode, out of the anxiety, a sense of overwhelm. And isn't that the time of the year, short before the holidays starts, that most of us are going into higher gears and looking already at what we can do and what we need to do to meet the expectations of our loved ones and to make this special time of the year even more special? All good intentions, but what often happens is that we are just pushing ourselves too hard and we are focusing so much on the to-do lists and staying busy and often ending up being overwhelmed that we are losing something, losing and forgetting very important, which I learned that lesson when I was in my 20s. When I was in my 20s, I remember the first day I came home from a residency in cardiology. And I literally lay down on the floor, stretched out, and barely was able to breathe. I was so exhausted, so stressed, so overwhelmed. There were so many new impressions and expectations and so much just uh, fear of failure running through my system that I really didn't know what to do with it. So, of course, I went the next day and the next day and... Lo and behold, it got better and I got more used to it and I became more confident and all those things went well. But the side effect, I didn't realize until years later, the side effect, the negative side effect was that no matter how much success I had, no matter how many accolades and how many promotions I received in that hospital I worked, the problem was that I became more and more empty. I just felt like, well, there is a void inside of me. I don't really know where it comes Well, you buy a bigger car. Maybe you get a nicer place to live in. Maybe you buy really expensive shoes. 
whatever I tried, it didn't work. And at some point I found myself in a church sitting in the pew and looking around and, and looking for answers. And I still didn't really feel any better. And it took me a while. It actually took me a while to get to the place, which was a yoga class where I finally realized what has been missing. And what has been missing was simply the connection to myself. What has been missing was a sense of being at peace with myself, which is ironic because my name, Friedemann, means actually peace man or man of peace. And, and I certainly wasn't a man of peace when it came to my relationship with myself. But it was through yoga, it was through meditation that I gradually started to gain more self-awareness, awareness of who I am outside of the functioning person, outside of the being a physician outside of the expectations, who was I beyond that? And this remembering and this reconnecting, that really changed my life. And there is just uh, something about this listening within, which I feel I'm not the only one. Most of us are just so externally focused that I believe this is one of the reasons why we are suffering from stress and anxiety that it is really important to listen to someone like my special guest, to learn simple but very effective ways to reconnect with ourselves and find that peace within that cannot be achieved through successes or goals that we are setting ourselves. And even if someone tells you, oh, you're amazing and wonderful, if you feel empty inside, it just bounces off you. It doesn't really affect you. So this is why I'm so happy to have my special guest, Jillian Pramsky, today on the show. And she is a yoga teacher and yoga therapist and has just published a wonderful book, which is called Deep Listening, a healing practice to calm your body, clear your mind, and open your heart. So welcome, Jillian, to Empowerment Radio. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, like, you know, many of the teachers that are teaching people to find themselves and overcome their daily challenges, you didn't necessarily in your teenage years think about, oh, I'm going to become a yoga teacher and I'm going to write a book and I'm going to go all into mindfulness. So, so how did you get there and what did you, what, how was your life unfolding and shifting to get you to the place where you're right now? Well, I'll start by saying, hearing the fullness of your story, I can see how much of um, our stories are similar in that I was um, very driven, like many people from a young age, I was encouraged to go out into the world and get better at whatever skill was, you know, right available to me to be successful, to do more. And um, so that's what I did. It was easy for me. I was born with a lot of enthusiasm and a strong body and a willful mind. And it was easy for me to conquer whatever mm. goals were in front of me. And, and I liked it because it felt like success and it felt like accomplishment. But um, that soon um, revealed itself. I guess uh, I left college and I started a career in publishing. I had mm. Um, spent many years 
um, sort of dreaming about and thinking about having this career in media. And some events happened where I found myself too in a yoga class. I was exhausted. I was tired. I had an emotionally challenging situation. And I walked past a yoga class and something pulled me inside. From that class, from that single two-hour experience and that last final relaxation where I wound up like a puddle on the floor was this first moment where I even said, why? (laughs) Not only why am I exhausted, because of course there was why, but that felt obvious. I'm exhausted. I could list the reasons why I was exhausted, but I couldn't list the reasons why. I, I wasn't really clear why I was doing everything and experiencing everything that was exhausting me. Um, Mm. And I didn't really even know there was a choice. And Mm. I thought I was doing what I love to do, working, getting ahead, uh, being in the corporate world. So um, in this first yoga class, when I relaxed really deeply, I began to realize that I had been ignoring sort of I, I, ignoring listening to myself. And that's really was the beginning of my path. And did you feel afterwards that, uh, you know, said, I don't really why I was doing it. Did you realize why you were doing it? Did you realize, I mean, for me, it was certainly a, and I sometimes tell uh, the listeners about my story of my childhood. There were some beliefs about having to achieve something in order to be loved and appreciated. So there was a a limiting belief that got me going and got me to set the bars higher and higher. What about you? I think we're twins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I had a lot of opportunity for introspection and for journaling and layer by layer as I uncovered sort of the quieter voices and the quieter pulls inside it became really clear and really easy to see that, um, yes, I I liked being successful. I liked using my creativity. I liked having goals. But why I was doing what I was doing definitely came from a place of needing external accolades and external acceptance. And I I needed to feel that I was of value to others. And that was that became very clear to me. Um, and then the path really became, well, how do I nourish myself in that way? How do I find that sense of acceptance and accolades and nourishment from inside and not need it so much from the outside reflection? And then what I decided to do with my life naturally began to change once I felt sort of more cared for by myself. Well, that creates a great sense of independence as well, because it gives you a sense of no longer needing necessarily to get approval or fitting in. And uh, so this is, I believe, a a very freeing experience when you get there. But does it happen overnight or does it take some time? (laughs) Uh, it's, it's still takes time. It's my, it's really my life's journey. And, um, you know, I, I think we're all born looking for external feedback and looking for that acceptance. And it doesn't make us, you know, wrong or bad or, or even unnatural to sort of want that reflection from outside in. But if we're looking for that alone, 
then we're always going to be acting out of a place of um, deficit or uh, need and rather than from this place of wholeness and, and wellness. Now, if you have any questions for Jillian or me, call 888-418-6890. That's 888-418-6890. Or you type in your question in the instant messenger board on Transformation Talk Radio. Now, Jillian, what is a yoga therapist? Uh, today, right now, the way um, a certification for yoga therapy exists is there's a governing board uh, called the International Association of Yoga Therapists, and they provide guidelines for yoga teachers to grow in training and experience in working with um, people who need yoga for deeper states of healing, whether it's physical or emotional. Um, it's often used when there's an injury or an illness, or it allows us more um, education and expertise in adapting yoga practices for all of us who wouldn't be candidates for going to a yoga class or moving in their body in a way that we think of um, sort of a, uh, a traditional yoga practice might be. Hmm. So you work also with people that have emotional challenges, not only physical challenges. Yes. And I have rarely ever met anyone that doesn't have some underlying anxiety, even if it's just a little bit. <laughs> I completely agree. Now, why do you think that is? Why do you see anxiety so prevalent in your clientele and probably also, you know, just in your normal world? You know, I, I think we're wired to be anxious and that's not always a bad thing. We're, we're wired to have, to be on guard we're wired to protect ourselves. We're wired to be a surviving species. And that's triggered very quickly. Anytime we don't feel safe or okay. But what, uh, what the latest neurology shows us and the latest research shows us is that we trigger this brilliantly designed protection system, not only when we have to jump out of the way of an oncoming car or run from a predator, but we trigger the system when we feel insulted or when we feel left out, when we feel separate or when we feel unloved. And so the system is just always being triggered in some way that leaves us feeling ungrounded, uh, uh, that we don't have support. And it leaves us feeling um, like we have to armor ourselves. Grounded and ungrounded. This is a key word I want to talk with you after the break because I believe so many people that do feel anxious and stressed, they are longing for something to hold on to, but they don't really know how to do this, how to go back into the ground, into the earth and, and feel more rooted and stable. So I'm thinking that you have probably a few tips to share on how to do that. So Right after we come back with Jillian, we will talk about that. So stay right tuned. Choose the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. 
Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. The Cornelia Stephanie Show is your catalyst for anchoring heaven on earth on a global scale. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the com. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms helping everyday women create extraordinary lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in the first and third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace, and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of Breakthrough Radio Show Masters of Reinvention, is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change. Live every month on Transformation Talk Radio. Gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin and now co-host Jeremy Nudell. Walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit andrewmartin.energy. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I'm here with Jillian Pransky, the author of Deep Listening. And before the break, we talked about stress and the anxiety that we are probably wired with. And this is an evolutionary process that kept us alive because let's face it, we are not necessarily the strongest species. We are not having the ones with a you're not the ones with the long teeth or the incredible muscles. So we had to be on guard since we were living in caves. And somehow, through all these uh, hundreds of thousands of years, we haven't really completely grown beyond it. So this is why not combating anxiety. You know that I definitely am a friend of anxiety because I believe it's an emotion that we have to pay attention to and not just ignore. But there are ways also to not just react into stress and anxiety, but do something to avoid, to get triggered. And 
and groundedness, being grounded and staying grounded, especially if your life seems to, like Jillian says, zip around. We all zippers, as she calls them, uh, is really something that a lot of people are asking me in my practice. But it's not so easy for people to really understand and learn to do in themselves. So, Jillian, what are your tips on staying grounded? How would you suggest people to get to that place? And what does it mean in the first place? Yeah, so that's a really good question. What does grounded mean? A lot of people think of it as a, a state of mind or I'm going to be centered and focused. And before our break, you use the language that um, many people have this, this feeling they want something to hold on to. And grounded is different than holding on to something or grabbing for support. Being grounded is allowing literally the ground to hold us, allowing, some, allowing ourselves to be aware of the fact that there is support under our body, that there is support around us. So for instance, when I'm really stressed and tensed, when I'm busy, as the holidays come, my whole family will be here for the Thanksgiving holidays. I'll be grounding myself a lot. <laughs> um, but this, what I mean by grounding is pausing mm. and remembering what's under our body. So when I'm not remembering that, my shoulders are in my ear, I'm holding on, I'm gripping, I'm focused in my head, I'm, I'm running through like a life in the day, like a, a tight little ball. And as mm -hmm. soon as I pause and remember there's a support under me, I drop, I drop into the awareness of what's under my body, what's under my feet, or am I sitting down, what's under my seat and my feet. As soon as I recognize what's under me, I can drop my shoulders. I don't have to hold myself up. I don't have to hold on. The ground will hold me. I do that all in one or two breaths, three breaths, drop into the ground. Because when we remember that the ground is holding us up, we can drop the tension that limits the flow of our breath. When we're tight and holding ourselves together, the bones, the diaphragm, the rib cage, the bones, our body, our body can't move with the breath. There's no room for the breath to come in. The nervous system is going to stay triggered. So as we remember the support underneath us, as we remember the ground, we drop our tension, we allow the breath to come in, and naturally it starts to send a message to our brain and to our body. We're a little more safe and we can be calm and trust the ground. And I do that sometimes in three breaths and sometimes it takes me my 20 to 30 minute practice. Now you mentioned trust because I think that is exactly what a lot of people with anxiety are missing, the trust. So is trust something that, um, you know, when you think about the ground that you just basically see just as the gravity holding you or does it go into an even more spiritual sense for you well I, i practice i literally practice relating to having a relationship with support so trust becomes based on the fact that i begin to acknowledge the reality of the that there is something solid underneath me mm -hmm. but just because there's something solid underneath me or many of us doesn't mean we're able to relax into it. Right. So this idea of trust and allowing is a process 
But first, you know, it's, it's tangible. Sometimes it's like the way we teach our toddlers or the way we teach our, our very, very young students in school is the very first step of learning is touching and feeling and relating to something that's actually manifested before we start to be cerebral about it or, or um, contemplative about it. So literally a tactile experience, actually feeling our feet, maybe stamping our feet on the ground, maybe feeling our seat on the earth, feeling our outline of our body on the ground. Once we begin to have a, a physical tactile relationship with the support, and then we start to take deep breaths, then it does become a very spiritual practice. You can't help but feel your partnership with earth and breath. You can't help but begin to understand that you are not here alone. You know, I, I love to say to my students when they're in a yoga pose, I remind them to go back to their relationship with the ground and the breath. And I remind them, you know, don't do this pose alone. Don't mm. do it alone. Do it in relationship. Do it in partnership with the ground that is always there for you and the breath that is your life partner. Do it in relationship. And we, then we start to feel not only more calm, but we start to feel more connected. We start to feel more, um, you know, less alone. And that is deeply calming to the nervous system. I often tell my clients that uh, one way of building this trust, because, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a, a spiritual framework. You don't have to believe in something specific or subscribe to a religion to know that there are There is a flow and that there are synergies in life that happen all the time that are showing that we are not alone and that we can trust in. And uh, one of those exercises is simply to every day, look back at your day and notice what happened. Maybe you were on a walk and you were having a running nose and you didn't have tissues and whoa, there is a package of Kleenex right in front of you and you don't even know where they come from. So, you know, it's like the, the parking spots, uh, Uh, genie, when you need one, all of a sudden there is one. So those wonderful things can also help to build this trust. But I love what you said about this tangible beginning of feeling grounded as a way to just ease into the trust and not feeling that it's all on your shoulders and all up to you. You know, and, and the I, think I think this word trust sometimes, um, you know, before I really ask people to trust, I, I like to use the word allow, because mm. some, sometimes, you know, like allow the ground to hold you, allow your breath to come and go on its own, because once you can recognize that it's really there, then you can start to work with trust and work with maybe why you're resisting trusting it and what might make it more possible for you to feel uh, more trusting. And You know, I work with a lot of different kinds of populations. And when somebody mm -hmm. doesn't, when someone's body is, um, when they're suffering illness or injury, there's a lot of distrust of our own body or, right. um, you know, we're not really you know, trusting our health or whatever it might be. And sometimes because my audience is so varied, language becomes really important Mm -hmm. um, and things that are relatable and tangible is a great place to start for a really wide audience and then keeping inviting people to go, to go deeper and deeper in a way that feels authentic to them. Eventually, I think that our practice of opening the heart is 
one that takes a lot of um, kindness and trust that we can open to whatever stress is there, whatever circumstances are there. Since we started this whole conversation with, it was a busy time, it was the holidays, lots was coming up. We're not always going to feel open-hearted at a time that um, the season is marketing open-heartedness. Right. But we can learn to relax with whoever's at the dinner table. We can learn to relax with whatever our long list of things to do. And that's the quality of open heartedness is if we can relax our body and relax our breath and be more present. We will naturally start to feel more present, whether we're a little apprehensive or willing, we can still sort of soften and um, trust that we'll know how to respond. Now, when we come back, we will talk more about open-heartedness and love, but also how the body plays such an important role in bringing you back into that state of open-heartedness. Because as we know, we are living so much in our heads and our minds, and we are often ignoring what's underneath. So we'll talk more about this. Stay right tuned. We will be right back. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. 
winning at the game of money. Lynn Brown is now offering Full Spectrum Finance, a progressive 12-month program that will help you to navigate through the mechanics of financial expansion. Finally, a financial planner who looks at the full spectrum of money and abundance, engage you in the mental, physical, and energetic aspects of finance. This is Full Spectrum Finance. Are you ready to get into it? For more information, go to fullspectrumfinance.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I'm today with the wonderful Jillian Prensky and her book, Deep Listening. Now, Jillian, how can people find out more about your book and purchase it and also more about your practice? My book is available on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com and wherever books are sold, it can um, be purchased. There's lots of insight on my website on the book and uh, many excerpts are actually out on social media um, in different outlets. But if you go to jillianpransky.com, you can find a lot of links to learn more and also do some online meditations that are uh, free and they are to accompany the book as well. Great. Excellent. Well, I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from your generous offers on your website and uh, the free samples. But one thing I can say about the book, it's uh, reading book is one thing and looking at the pictures, very nice uh, postures of, uh, of you doing very effective but simple yoga poses, which we talked about in the break. Is really something that everyone can do. You don't have to be a pretzel person in order to do those things that you describe in the book and gain the most benefit from it. But your book has an energy to it because uh, whether it's the qu quotes that you have of many wonderful teachers alive and no longer alive, or it's just the, you know, the authenticity in which you're describing your journey and uh, the things that you're teaching, it's a, it's a very calming effect. So I can certainly recommend this book to anyone who especially feels a little out of sorts, stressed, overwhelmed, and is looking for groundedness. And, and one of the things uh, which it's kind of my pet peeve is wow. going to the gym and seeing how we are using our body in the gym, especially in the treadmills or in the ellipticals and without really being connected to our bodies. You know, there is a big TVs in front of every machine and we have headphones on and we are reading books and it's almost the body is an autopilot. And when your body is an autopilot, of course, you know, you stay in your head and you let your body just do its thing. How do you feel like that disconnection from the body is not really sustainable when it comes to well-being and health? I um I agree that we have become this mind over matter um, sort of society. And there's a lot of that just do it uh, slogan mm. that has carried us through not only the gym, but our work, a lot of things that we want to achieve. And it will serve us for a certain amount of time, but it won't serve us for very long. There will be a point where we can't ignore the body. A lot of times people find that out after they've ignored it for too long. They get injured, they get ill, they wind up with what 
feels like a nervous breakdown, but might really just be a complete disconnect and, uh, uh, you know, just a, um, inability to feel part of themselves. And it, it spurs us on this path back, back to be at home in our body. I was um, an athlete as a young person. I was a collegiate soccer player. And because I was, I have a strong body and I have a strong mind, it was easy for me to set goals, not only in work, but athletically. And for instance, I was, I think about 24, uh, maybe a little 23, 24, and I ran a 5K race or a five-mile race. And it was so much fun. There was a lot of celebration and a lot of accolades and yeah. a, lot, a lot of people high-fiving you and coaching you on and nothing feels better than to be cheered. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, it really it was so inspiring. I wanted to run more. So someone said to me, you should run the marathon. Well, in, no in May, I ran five miles and that following November, I ran 26 miles for a marathon. Why? Because... I was able to imagine it, think it, do it, and tell my body what to do. And I crossed the finish line elated and happy and high-fiving everybody and taking all the cheers that would come my way. But what happened is I became sick for a year after that. Mm. My body was so depleted and was so ignored by my mind. It was, I demanded my body to do something. And yes, of course, it could do it. But afterwards, it decided it was going to tell me <laughs> that it didn't want to be ignored anymore. I wound up with a year of chronic fatigue. Mm. I had all sorts of um, ways that I was no longer able to feel strong and energized. And it was a really difficult year. I didn't feel myself in, in ways that were scary. However, it forced me to come back into my body and to reconnect in a way that I realized I was not co-creating my movement. I was not co-creating. I was um, not listening. And I was using my body instead of being in partnership with my body. So were you mad at your body when it got ill? Um, I don't know that I would have described it as being angry at my body, but I'm sure something like that was mm -hmm. there. Um, I'm sure I was really disappointed. I was confused. I felt um, let down. And um, yeah, and then I just wanted it to get better, you know, just like get better <laughs> rather than. Exactly. Rather than yeah. attending to it. Exactly. Having... Exactly. Attending. And, and, and I love that this happened to me because, because I learned how to attend to myself through the, through this particular incident and a couple of other really um, huge debilitating incidents in my life where I had to learn how to show up for myself in a way that I wasn't taught, in a way that none of us are taught. You know, we're taught mm. to ignore our body and get things done. And um, I, was, I was able to really learn how to care for myself which took a lot of training and a lot of practice and a lot of um, rewiring. But once I did, I had a whole new me available and so much more respect and love and appreciation for my body. You know, it's very interesting. Um, 
because uh, my relationship to my body certainly changed also because in, in medical school, you only focus on what can go wrong with the body. And so you're always a little suspicious about how fallible and breakable it is. So I learned through research, which I also did for quite some time, how amazing and how miraculous things happen every day in our body that we still don't really understand. But I think the biggest shift was through my wife who I ran with and I'm still running with, but uh, she continued to tell me, isn't it amazing? We are just getting up in the morning. We barely are awake and we tell our body, let's run. And the body just does it. And I thought, huh, this is really kind of amazing how the body just follows. And it reminded me of our horses because the horses are the same way. You just put a saddle on and say, okay, off we go. And they just say, okay, you want to ride? Let's do it. And that is something that I just feel like our body is so amazingly forgiving and, uh, and supportive because pretty much no matter what we ask it to do, flying across the world, sitting eight hours in a chair, going to the treadmill, it just complies. So when you're seeing your body in such a way as a, as an amazingly faithful friend, mm. it deserves a little attention. It deserves a little support. And yeah. you learn to love your body this way. I also believe that you do want to give back a little bit and not just abuse it and take it for granted. I think it brings us, if I may, into that conversation of open-heartedness because yes. I have found that when my body is um, utilitarian, or uh, working habitually or working mechanically, robotically, when it's doing what it's told, I can't feel the emotional quality in my body. I can't feel the experience of what I'm receiving or interacting with. When my body's doing stuff, it's not being receptive. And um, when I began to develop that deeper relationship. And also when I began to identify the way I um, hold tension and resist my breath or resist support, when I stopped taking advantage of my body and started caring for it and allowing it to be cared for by the ground and the breath, I not only could understand the sort of somatic experience, the emotional qualities that my body holds, but I could touch into my, the language of my heart, the voice of my heart, the feeling of my heart, the, um, the longing of my heart with a much more of a direct and immediate and appreciative uh, contact that is not available. When I'm just telling my body what to do, it's sort of um, just a machinery working underneath me. Well, that brings us, of course, to how do we connect to our body how do we create a sense of uh, yeah, companionship or a sense of friendship? Are there exercises you can suggest? And also, when you talk about the breath, which seems to be such an integral part, you mentioned before breath and anxiety. What can we do to use the body and the breath to just release some of this anxiety? Is there a specific breath you're suggesting? We'll talk more about this after the break. Do you want to heal your body and mind? Your body has a lot to tell you if you just learn to listen to your intuition. 
Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio, can help you peel away the layers that are holding you back from living your best life. Tune in to Rewired Life Radio. Learn to love, heal, celebrate on Transformation Talk Radio every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Connect with Audrey at AudreyMichelle.com. Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no-nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit joenuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. Tune in each month to Synergenetic Living Radio, where Rick and Grace Paris discuss the synergenetic way of life, what it means to truly change your perspective in life, what it means to take control of your life and manifest your true desires. For more information on Rick and Grace Paris and Synergenetic Living, check out SynergeneticLiving.com. Get clear on the life you desire and the current life you are creating and what is between the two. Synergenetic Living, living life loud. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman. And uh, before I forget, like I always do, let me just give you my website. It's thefearandanxietysolution.com. If you want to know more about the work I'm doing, how you can overcome fear and anxiety, not just by suppressing it or ignoring it or pushing it aside, but really by embracing it and learning more about the subconscious reasons and root causes for that. And this way, grow more into your true self. Learn more about the untapped potential that you may have. Then give me a call or just send us an email on the contact form on thefearandanxietysolution.com and we can set up a free consultation and go from there. Back to my wonderful guest, Jillian Prensky. We just talked about 
the body and the importance of the body and how to reconnect to it. And uh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you would suggest. And by the way, one thing I really loved about your book that you said, it's not important to do an hour of practice every day Because for many, this is not doable. This feels too overwhelming. This feels just like, okay, I do either once a week or never again. And so you say just little, do something little every day. I'm not sure exactly how you phrased it, but it was a very nice way of saying it's enough if you just do a little bit constantly versus once a week, everything. Yeah, actually, I learned this terse statement from a woman um, in French, she told she she translated for me. It's a, apparently a French saying, and in English, the the terse statement is a little plus often equals a lot. Hmm. And um, I love that. I, I I live by that because not only are my students um, always telling me, I can only make it to class once a week, or do I have to practice for two hours? Um, But my own life keeps me um, down to sometimes five, 10, 20 minutes a day. But I do practice every day, whether it's five minutes in the morning or an hour in the morning, but I practice a little all day long. Mm. I stop several times a day for three breaths. And if I start my day with a five minute practice, or if I have a chance an hour practice, but I'm okay with five minutes. If I start my day with five minutes, it reminds me to pause throughout the day and take those three breaths. Everybody has time for three single breaths, which I'll even share something with you in a little bit on that and exercise. Um, I set my, my phone alarm on my iPhone for every two hours when I'm really busy. The busier Mm. I am, the more I remind myself to pause and take three breaths. Mm. But it's that five-minute practice in the morning that really sets me up for the day. And I think that um, we have, more of us have five minutes than we realize. Now, many people are unfortunately feeling very uncomfortable with that practice, for example, of listening, you know, stopping, breathing, listening to your body, because the mind starts racing, the mind starts shouting, and it just feels so, yeah, uh, unpleasant that you just don't want to do it. So what is it uh, that you can recommend that people can do to not get discouraged? Because it's normal. It's normal that we hear our mind more or feel our body more when we are stopping because there are a lot of things we may have not attended to. One of my teachers said, this is like house cleaning. The dust flies at the beginning the most when you haven't cleaned it for a while. But what, what would you suggest when this you know, comes to deep listening or going inside that you actually enjoy it and don't feel like, ugh, this is a painful exercise. I don't like what I hear. I don't like what I feel. Let's distract ourselves again. Yeah. Well, for starters, I think it is important to recognize that most people don't like what they hear and don't like what they feel. And all of us have thoughts that are we feel crazy about and wouldn't dare tell anybody else was going through our mind. And that's the norm rather than not the norm. So I think learning that that's the norm is really important and, and, and um, helpful. 
And then doing practices, like I'll lead you through something right now, actually, if that's okay yeah, with that's you. Great. So um, this one's really simple, and it's a way to not overfocus on your mind, but to get right into your muscles and your body. Mm. And it's going to be um, just uh, what I'd call squeeze and release, a progressive relaxation. So we can begin by making very, very, very gentle fists by bringing our fingers into our palms, by squeezing our fists, our hands can be down by our side body, and then squeeze your whole arm, let your shoulders shrug up as you inhale, and exhale, drop that completely, let your hands release. We'll do that one more time. Bring the hands into a gentle fist, squeeze the muscles of the arms, let the shoulders shrug up, big inhale, and exhale, big exhale, uh, drop the shoulders. And then we can do that of our seat and of our legs. So on an inhale, you'd squeeze your seat, your thighs, maybe even your lower legs. And on the exhale, you'd release that all, dropping into the support underneath you. And again, inhale, squeeze the seat, the thighs, the legs. Big exhale out your mouth if you'd like and drop into the support under your body. And then you could consciously release your jaw. Take a big breath and then exhale out the mouth with the jaw open. And one more time, big breath and let the jaw open. So very simply, we squeezed and released the muscles where we tend to hold ourselves so solid. The arms and the shoulders, we did twice. The seat and the legs, we did twice, dropping into support. And then once we release the jaw, we begin to make more openness for the pathway for our breath. Mm. Just releasing physical tension. We don't have to be so intimate yet with how we think or how we feel. It's very difficult to listen if we're holding so much tension in our bodies. So step number one, we could do that in, let's see, six breaths. And you also said when you release, it's not just about letting go. It is actually about creating space. And is that the space you're talking about? The space that allows you then to listen or allows you to have a deeper connection? A space that allows us to be present with whatever's there rather than avoid it or reject it or ignore it or try to throw it out and get rid of it or rather than exaggerate it or exacerbate it or make it bigger than it is. Well, either of those two things make it bigger than it is. Mm -hmm. So we're learning to be in that space with that full spectrum of experience, whether it's a, a feeling of anxiety or whether it's a feeling of uh, euphoria or bliss, which at, what, anywhere in between those two spaces, we're trying not to ignore or avoid or exaggerate or exacerbate, but make space so that it can be there, it can rise and fall, and we um, aren't as controlled by it. Hmm. Wow. Well, the time is unfortunately almost done. What is the, the message that you would like the listeners to go out into the rest of the week with? That once we learn to allow our bodies to be held up by the support that is actually truly under our body, 
when we allow ourselves to be held up by support, we can release tension. Our breath will flow more fully, and it is possible to be more relaxed than we think we can be with the events of our life, with our stress, with our joy, with anything we come into contact with. It is possible to feel our breath and be relaxed with whatever we come into contact with. And as we more relaxed, we are also more present and certainly yes. enjoy the holiday more than if we are not in that relaxed state. So thank you so much. This was fabulous. I really enjoyed our time together. And again, where can people find out more about your book? Uh, I think coming to my website is a really good, great place, jillianpransky.com, anywhere books are sold and on Amazon, of course. I'm already feeling so much more relaxed, not only because of our conversation, but also with this little exercise we did. So you can imagine if you are reading this book and going through the exercise just a little bit every day, you will be more centered and you will feel more at peace. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we will be back in two weeks. Until then, stay calm, stay relaxed and stay empowered. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit the fearandanxietysolution.com.